For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Nature spins it out front. Oh, he scores! Marty Natchez returns the favor from last night, and the Canes go up 1-0. Kept in at the point by the Canes, Hayden Flurry. Flurry across to Foss. Foss on the backhand to Ajo. That hit the post. McGinn is taken down by Forsberg. Puck bounces out, and Ajo's got an empty net with 14 seconds left, and with 13 seconds left, he'll score. Sebastian Ajo, his second goal of the night, should put the capper on this one as the Canes go up 4-2. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold, and it did put the capper on the night as the Hurricanes escape with a 4-2 win over the Nashville Predators. Some anxious moments late, but James Reimer came up big, pretty much came up big all night. He makes 36 saves as Carolina closes the road trip with three straight wins. They went 3-2 and two on the trip. They went 6-3-1 and one in the last 10 games, and those 10 games came in a 16-day span. Such is the pandemic schedule this year in the NHL. I'm Adam Gold. Thank you very much for hanging out on a Canes Corner podcast. Morning after edition, morning after the Canes finish off the road trip. Again, with their third win in a row, we are brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. They're on Hamlin Road in Durham. I could almost throw a rock uh, uh, to the Aluminum Company from where I am. Actually, I can't, but it's not that far. From where I am, uh, I do. I live in Oxford, and we're not that far from Hamlin Road in Durham. But you might as well go, uh, since Sammy Hanna and his crew can do everything for the exterior of your home. You might might want to check it out online at aluminumcompany.com. All right, so uh, the Hurricanes played in Florida last night. Uh, had an exhausting overtime win over the Panthers, an emotional ride. It was up, it was down, it was up, it was elation. Then you had to get on a plane and you get in at like 3 in the morning in Nashville. Uh, and you're playing a team that's playing well. I know they're down some personnel, but let's be honest here. Ryan Johansson, who did not have a goal this year, wasn't exactly helping him. The Nashville team that played tonight has been good, and they have been good of late. Power play has been trending up. They had a power play goal. But overall, they had won four of their last five. Uh, and last I checked, some elite players on that squad. Uh, so this is a good win, like all the wins are good wins. Heck, even Detroit ain't uh, a complete pushover. They've got players too. Uh, so let's not pretend that the other team isn't made up of elite players. Roman Yossi, 
Not many defense defensemen in the NHL better than that guy, the reigning Vezina. Not Vezina. That would be great too. The reigning Norris Trophy winner, right? Did, did uh, I think he won the Norris Trophy uh, last year? But Yossi is great. And they've got dynamite players. Uh, but uh, the Hurricanes got out to a fast start and then kind of held on a little bit in the third period before. I thought the last four, five, maybe six minutes, Carolina really leveled off and got back to their game a little bit. Uh, So they get out of here with two points, and that is important as you come home uh, for the first time. They will get fans in the building. Carolina had a bunch of chances early in this game. Uh, Dougie Hamilton chipped the puck to himself uh, and then for some reason got to the top of the rings uh, and let fly on UC Soros. Uh, but it the uh, the shot, I guess the puck was sort of on its edge, uh, and his shot didn't even hit the net. Uh, Jordan Stahl, maybe what, um, less than a minute later, had another outstanding chance on a breakaway. That puck also was on its end, uh, and uh, the I guess Soros made the save. Uh, but Carolina was pushing, and Carolina was the better team in the first period. Second period, not quite as good as the first period, but I thought Carolina was still the better team. Steven Lorenz gets his first NHL goal. That's right, Steven Lorenz hit the score sheet. Uh, and at some point, we should all just, I don't know, uh, write a song about Steven Lorenz and how, and how good he makes all of us feel. Uh, because I think Hurricanes fans have already been smitten by number 78. But his enthusiasm and his smile and all of that, uh, are infectious, and if I can even use that term these days. Uh, and I think everybody just enjoys the fact that he's having success, and I thought he played very well tonight. Uh, so good for uh, for Steven Lorenz to finally get his first NHL goal. So on this trip, Jake Bean got his first NHL goal, and Steven Lorenz got his first NHL goal. It's not Lorenz's first NHL point. That came in the first stint before uh, he went back inside the taxi. Uh, who knows if Steven Lorenz is going to come out of the lineup. I thought he was very impactful tonight. Noticeable when he was on the ice. I uh, thought the fourth line was very effective as a unit. Uh, so that was always good. Uh, look, uh, Martin Natchez, I thought, played a very good game tonight. He had the first assist uh, to Ajo, and I thought made a bunch of really good defensive plays. He had some gaffes because there were gaffes in this game. He uh, whiffed on a clearing uh attempt and it ended up in a scoring chance you hate that when that happens but get in line because it happens a lot uh but i thought for the most part natchez was very good a quick summary of what i thought was interesting tonight good first period bunch of early chances two goals yay uh second period early goal and then i do think that as the period wore on carolina might have been thinking about hey what's on the menu for the flight back to raleigh uh, thinking about that, and I thought Nashville was kind of had turned it around the last part of the first period of the second period, and then in the third, uh, Carolina had an early power play. I didn't, it was okay, not great, um, you know, or at least the remnants of a power play. The most of the power play was in the end of the second period, um, and then because when you're down three nothing, what do you have to lose? Nashville just started pushing. And Carolina, I don't think, handled it great. But I also think that, did I mention this? 10 games in 16 days, including six in a row against the other two best teams in the division. I think that matters. 
You play Florida, Tampa, 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 Florida, and every game's intense uh, and physical and emotionally draining. And then you come out of that and you go, oh, let's get on a plane and go to Nashville uh, and see if we can squeeze in another 60 minutes of hockey. I just think that it's it would have been surprising if Carolina ran through the tape tonight. I really do. I think it would have been surprising. Uh, not to mention the fact that Nashville, historically this year, has been excellent in the third period. Now, maybe it's because they're down and they have nothing to lose. But they outshot Carolina 17-7 in the third, and Carolina did get to the finish line because Sebastian Ajo iced it with the empty net. A uh, couple of uh, very quick things here, and then we'll get into the recap, and then we'll talk to Alec Campbell on the other side. First thing is, um, I thought this was an outstanding game all around for Ajo. I thought he was excellent defensively. Uh, he was I, basically, I think he broke even in the faceoff circle, but he was all over the place in the offensive zone. He was stealing pucks. He was uh, he was ripping shots at the net. He scores the first goal. I played at the beginning. You heard uh, he. I mean, Pekarene's best save probably was that Ahu. Uh, you know, I think Mike said it hit the post. It didn't hit the post. It looked like it hit Rene's skate. Uh, and then Ajo finished it with the empty net. I thought Sebastian was excellent tonight, uh, and he was my first star. I thought Dougie Hamilton played one of his better games in a long time. Uh, I thought Hamilton was, uh, for the most part, solid defensively, which is really what you're asking from Dougie. Uh, but the power play goal really is created by Hamilton for walking the line, being patient enough to wait for Trocek to get to the spot. Uh, and then making the shot one that Trocek could deflect. He deflects that. It's 2 nothing. That's probably the game right there. Uh, James Reimer was excellent tonight. I don't understand. People just, I guess you're not feeling James Reimer. I don't know. 36 saves. Reimer wins again. I don't know what his record is, but it's, uh, it's a lot and not many uh, <laughs> wins and losses. Uh, but Reimer, 36 saves tonight. Yes, they allowed two third-period goals. No, neither of them were <laughs> James Reimer's fault. One is a power play, redirect right in front. Brady Shea, eh, if, we were, if we were quibbling, maybe Shea needs to be there because he was there, and then he, and, but by not really fighting for that position uh, and having your stick in the right place, uh, it's a goal. Uh, and then the second goal was really just unfortunate. Jordan Martinook deflected the puck down. Uh, it was a bouncing puck. It looked like it might have taken a weird bounce, but ultimately Reimer never saw it. Uh, and, uh, you know, there was a double. It was a screen in front with Jake Bean battling. I'm for, I forget who he was battling, but he was there was somebody in front of the net, in front of Reimer uh, with a net front presence, and that puck bounces just inside the far post, and it's 3-2. And you're like, okay, it's real. From that point on, I thought Carolina had sort of gotten back to what the, the way they need to play. They, it's not that Nashville didn't have more chances. They, again, outshot Carolina 17-7 in the third. Uh, but all in all, good performance for Carolina. It wasn't great by any stretch of the imagination. But did I mention that they had just played against Florida and played Florida and Tampa uh, for actually, it was it was more than that. They played uh, Florida once, Tampa four times, and then Florida two more times. So seven 
games in a row against the two best teams in, in the division, not named Carolina. I'm just not going to bang them for not beating Nashville 9-1 tonight, uh, which I guess a lot of people were hoping would happen. I think I was hoping it would happen too, but I didn't expect it to happen. So uh, a, a bunch of good. We'll talk about a lot of that with Alec Campbell. Uh, and in honor of Stephen Lorenz, nothing but positivity here <laughs> in the Morning After podcast. Well, we'll be critical when we have to. You understand that. You expect it from us, don't you? Uh, all right, let's get right to the recap, and then we'll talk to Alec Campbell on the other side. 12.36 of the first period. Uh, the scoring gets started yesterday. It was Aho feeding Natchez for the overtime game winner. Tonight, why don't we flip it around? Natchez spins it up for the Aho. He scores! Marty Natchez returns the favor from last night, and the Canes go up 1-0. Good steal, good defensive play by Natchez along the wall. He grabs the loose puck. Uh, whips it around and throws it right on Ajo's tape in front of UC Saros. And uh, Ajo just uh, one-timed it upstairs, and it's one nothing Carolina. Natchez gets the only assist. It was Ajo's seventh goal, Natchez's 12th assist on the season. About three and a half minutes later, uh, the Canes get the power play, and they wasted no time. Jordan Stahl does what Jordan Stahl does. He wins a faceoff. He draws it back to Hamilton, who walks the line and then finds a seam. Fifth best power play. It's a power ball, power play, and a power ball goal. Dougie Hamilton. That didn't take long at all. Six seconds into the power play, and Carolina goes up 2 nothing. Yeah, Jordan Stahl wins faceoff, wins it back to Hamilton. Uh, kind of uh, near the wall, and Hamilton just kind of drifts over to the middle of the ice. Trocek, who was on the ice as well, kind of finds a hole in this slot. Jordan Stahl kind of creates another net front, uh, and now Carolina's got double uh, double net front presence, and Hamilton throws it at the net, and Trocek deflects it down and past UC Saros. It's 2 nothing Carolina. That's where we were after one, that's an even dozen goals now for Vincent Trocek. Carolina's played 22 games, has that, have they? I think 22 games, something like that. Yeah, 22 games. Uh, is it 22? I don't even know anymore. Uh, 15, 6, and 1. Yes, 22 games. Uh, a dozen goals for Trocek. Uh, assists from Dougie and Jordan Stahl. It was two-point night. For Jordan Stahl, who I thought was outstanding all night. So we go to the locker room. By the way, James Reimer made a great save of Philip Forsberg uh, with just a handful of seconds left in the first period. Kind of preserved a 2-0 lead. It's a different game if uh, if it's 2-1 going to the intermission. Then in the third, uh, or rather in the second period, a good cardio period. Uh, not a lot of danger in the second period, uh, but... It's a great time to score your first NHL goal, and Steven Lorenz did so based on hard work. Martin leaves the puck in the Nashville zone, tries to go across to Lorenz. Puck is knocked down. Lorenz scores! Steven Lorenz, his first National Hockey League goal. 
on a puck lying right in front of Pecorine, and he gives the Canes a 3-0 lead. Boy, what a moment for Steven Lorenz. You see, that almost made it seem like that was an easy goal. Lorenz had to fight to get to the spot to roof it over Pecorine. I guess I should mention that after one period, UC Saros uh, was pulled. He was either hurt or ill. I don't know which one it was, but he was pulled. And Pecorine actually played very well. Um, but that was a hard-working goal. First of all, that line when they're on the ice with Martinook and Cedric Paquette, uh, that is a hard-working, heavy line to play against. They get a lot of offensive zone time because they just lean on you. Uh, and Steven Lorenz is an impressive young player. Like, I don't know what the ceiling is for Steven Lorenz, but I do think that I know what the floor is. And the floor is solid NHL forward who can play center. And I think he was effective at center. And he's got great size and he's got a great attitude. And, I mean, you can see Steven Lorenz. Uh, I mean, who knows? I mean, at some point, you have to take the next step as a player and become a uh, you know productive offensive player unless you're a shutdown centerman, and I don't think he's that. Uh, but good for Steven. He make, gets his first NHL goal. He had been close before. Uh, but, again, that was just a hard-working goal, uh, and Martinuk was trying to pass the puck across to Lorenz. The puck got uh, – the pass got uh, – Stopped. I forget which the which defenseman was on the ice for Nashville at the time, uh, and it kind of just it laid there in the slot. But Lorenz had to fight to get it, uh, and then he just roofed it, and it's three nothing Carolina. Not that long after that, Sebastian Ajo had a chance to extend it even further. Kept in at the point by the Canes. Aiden Flurry, Flurry across the Foss, Foss on the backhand to Ajo. That hit the post. As Ajo thought he had Rene Beatty did, but the puck. It appears hit the outside of the post. It either hit the post. I think it hit Pecorino's skate. Either way, Ajo's Ajo was denied for his second goal of the game. Carolina was that close to making it four nothing. Uh, and I don't know. Maybe at the end of the period, because I thought at the uh, the last oh I don't know third of the second period, I thought Carolina kind of came off their game a little bit. And honestly, you're up 3 nothing. Maybe you think it's going to be, okay, we can get to the finish line here. We have a three-goal lead. Uh, it's not often that you see three-goal leads blown in the NHL. Uh, but the truth is, is that uh, Nashville started to push, and that's really where the game kind of tilted in the Predators' favor. But Carolina gets out of the second period. It is still 3 nothing, uh, And Nashville gets a power play. Uh, oh, I don't know, Five or so minutes into the third and Nashville's power play, while not great statistically across the NHL, has been good lately. And it was time for Nashville to start making this interesting. We get it to the point for Eckholm. Eckholm goes across the ice. Shot on the flexion. They score. Callie Arncroft on the power play on the doorstep to flex the home and Nashville gets on the board here in the third period. It was a Nick Cousins pass right on the tape from uh, to Cal Yonkroak uh, and suddenly it's 3-1 and look, we all watched the last two games against Florida where Florida leaned on Carolina in the third period and pretty much was dominant in both third periods. Uh, 
Florida's a different animal. When Florida or Tampa have a furious comeback, you realize you are dealing with, you know, two of the best teams in the entire league. And I think Florida definitely belongs in that category. I mean, we're, we have a long way to go, so they have a lot of things to do. And I don't think they're a particularly deep team, uh, but their top two lines for sure are really good. And then they are loaded with solid veterans. Although this is not, this is not a podcast about the Florida Panthers, is it? Uh, Nashville's got some high end, but Nashville's high end really hasn't played all that well this year, but they still have some high end. They got a power play and they cashed in on it. Two and a half minutes later, maybe a little bit less than that. uh, The ground ball with eyes. You remember Bull Durham? All you need is one extra uh, flare, one extra uh, ground ball with eyes. Paula with it for the Predators. To Fabro, to Yossi from the point. It gets through Reimer, they score! Cousins might have gotten a deflection. And Nashville has chopped into the Canes' lead. It's now 3-2 with 11.43 to go on the third period. I don't think that Cousins, at least he hasn't been credited with it yet, I don't think Cousins deflected it, but I do think Cousins made it clear that James Reimer wasn't going to see it. Uh, the uh, Matthias Ekholm shot was deflected by the shaft of Jordan Martinuk's stick, uh, and that created a bouncing puck situation. I'm just not sure that James Reimer ever saw it, and uh, he certainly didn't react like he saw it, uh, and it went just inside the far post, and it's 3-2, and I realize there are nervous moments because why wouldn't you have nervous moments? Uh, and Carolina was... Uh, I thought at that point, started to play a little bit better because you don't have a choice. Now, it is time to step your game back up. And at 19.46, Sebastian Ajo had the puck. McGinn is taken down by Forsberg. Puck bounces out, and Ajo's got an empty net with 14 seconds left. And with 13 seconds left, he'll score. Sebastian Ajo, his second goal of the night. Should put the capper on this one as the Canes go up 4-2. Yeah, it did put the capper on it. It was also a power play goal. Carolina was 2-3 for three on the uh, on the power play. They got outshot in the third period, 17-7. Uh, ultimately, uh, I think they were outshot for the game by uh, Nashville, but that doesn't mean they weren't the better team. I think Carolina was a better team. I don't think it's one for the uh, for the time capsule but I also don't think that Carolina played poorly by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, the Predators outshot Carolina 38-28. Uh, so that's been happening a lot lately. Frankly, I don't care. Uh, it is about wins first and foremost, uh, and it's also about the quality of your chances. Uh, Nashville did push, and Nashville did have some good chances in this game, even some great ones both teams did. Uh, but I don't think uh, Nashville was better than Carolina by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, so not bad, good road trip. They finish fifteen. Uh, they finish it with a fifteen six and one record heading home. Uh, they will play their next ten games against, and we're not doing this in order. I'm giving you an order of how many games uh, they have against each team. Uh, They will play Columbus four times. Those will be consecutive, by the way. They played Detroit three times, Nashville twice, 
and one more with Florida. Uh, but those are Carolina's next 10 games. That will take us beyond the midway point of this season, uh, and they are home for four straight. They'll play, I believe it's Detroit, then Florida, then Columbus, Columbus, before going to Columbus for a couple of games. So uh, this would be a good time, I guess, to get the uh, the Blue Jackets, although the Blue Jackets did beat Detroit tonight by the score of 4-1. So uh, Carolina's got it set up for the next 10. Uh, this last 10 was a little bit of a slog. Again, seven of those 10 games have come against Florida three times, Tampa four times, and Carolina didn't do too badly, right? Got points, five points out of the three games against the Panthers, two wins, uh, and an overtime loss. And I only I know they went just one and three against Tampa, but they could have easily won. Uh, well, they won, they won one. They could have easily won the last game because they were the better team. Uh, and it was 2-2 going into the third period of the second game uh, until Tampa really took over. But look, that could have gone either way. So uh, you can't be upset with, with where Carolina is right now. We'll take a short break. We'll come back. We'll talk to Alec Campbell on the other side. Happy recap, right? On a Stephen Lorenz night, happy recap. Uh, this is the Morning After podcast. I am Adam Gold. Alec Campbell next. My friend Alec Campbell, Stormwatch Aftermath, Intermissions, Canes Radio Network, my friend from noon to three, my friend other times too, but noon to three, Monday through Friday, and the best dishwasher I know to talk Hurricanes hockey. Uh, it wasn't their best game, but it was plenty good enough, and uh, the Hurricanes finally get to come home. They get two points, and they get, they get to come home. Listen, man, I really think that we were all trying to just get through this one and get a, get a win. <laughs> uh, and I speak from uh, players, coaches, media. I mean, I'm exhausted. Beat. We played like, what? What is it? Eight games in 12 days. We played three games in four days. Ten games um, in 16 days. I mean, yeah. it's just... So grueling. Like, I, I was really, I, I needed, I tweeted this out. And I said, I need this one to be easy on my mentals. <laughs> I don't want to have to think too hard about this one. I just want the Hurricanes to get a nice, easy win. And it looked like they were kind of on the path to doing that at first. So we didn't have to get too in depth about, you know, who's playing net and, you know, who's <laughs> not playing well and all this and that. And we could just be like, man, it was a good win. Hurricanes crushed a team that's not very good, even though they've won four of their last five. Um, and that's what they're supposed to do. And now we can all just have a day off and let the thing breathe for a little bit. And we'll get back at it on Thursday. And then we'll have another two days off. But everyone's exhausted at yeah. the same time. And that's why I think you got the third period that you got from the Hurricanes once again tonight. Yeah. But at least – they picked up the two points, and they didn't allow Nashville to get one, and they finished it off in regulation. Yeah, so, and I, I also yeah. thought that they were just they they kind of snapped back to it the last six or seven minutes of the game. I thought they were just better at the end, uh, and again, Nashville had some chances because they had to take chances. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, they it, it could have gone the other way. I mean, James Reimer played well in the third period too. Uh, he made 36 saves tonight. 
Uh, he, he got was, a star for me. He, he, you and I, uh, you and I are on the same page. Uh, we'll whip at our stars uh, in a little bit. Do you want to smile? It's a positivity podcast today. Yes, Stephen Lorenz. I love smiling. <laughs> Stephen Lorenz scored his first NHL goal. Uh, tell me how good Stephen Lorenz makes you feel, Alec. He makes me feel amazing. He is a just a breath of fresh air. He is. He's got a youthful exuberance and appreciation for where he is that I think is pretty rare. I mean, everything's very new to him. Everything's very novel. You know, he's in the show for the first time. Right. And so he's enjoying that. And, you know, I wouldn't blame him as I just told trip. I wouldn't blame him if, you know, he ends up a 10, 12 year pro and, you know, this thing kind of normalizes for him and he, loses a little bit of that. Um, he won't lose it all because no. it's just his personality. But I also wouldn't blame him if, you know, after 10 years of 82 game seasons and whatever kind of career he has and media obligations and all that, if you lose a little bit of that, because it's just, I mean, that's, we all do that in everything we do. When you do the same thing over and over and over again every day, you know, it doesn't become, it loses its, it loses its luster a little bit. So I would understand. But right now, if we had normal access in the locker room, I would be wearing that guy's locker out, man, because (laughs) he's just, he's just, he's just fun to listen to. He's fun to talk to. He gives you good answers. You know, he's, he's not steeped in all these, you know, get pucks in deep and, you know, get traffic and, get to the blue paint and you know, all those things, all those cliches all the time. The right. ones that Rod Brindamore has just thrown to the curb today, which I appreciate. <laughs> um, so I love him, man. I'm a big fan. And also he can play a little bit. Yeah. He can. So I like him. I'm a fan. I love him. He's made me happy and he made me smile and smiling is my favorite. Yes, exactly. It just, it, he, he does. He makes you smile, and that's okay. It's okay to just smile and be happy, uh, and he is. He is, uh, he is absolutely appreciative and thrilled to be where he is. He said, I achieved one dream. I, I'm playing in the NHL. The next one is to win a Stanley Cup. It would be, uh, it would be great for Stephen Lorenz if it happened this year. I said this before. I don't know what his ceiling is. Right? I really don't. I don't know if he's ever going to be anything more than a – you know, a fourth line, energy, feisty, big kid. I really don't. But I know what his floor is. And I think his floor is more than good enough to, to have an impact in, on an NHL team. So yeah. we see it. He can play the position. He's a big kid. He can play center. Uh, he can also play the wing, so he's got some versatility. Uh, it's just, to me, you can't have enough of those guys. You can't have too many of them. Uh, but you need those guys to help you win. And yeah. I think Stephen Lawrence. Look, every time that line is on the ice, don't we notice him? I feel like that's the case for most nights. I mean, I did tonight for sure, obviously because he scored a goal. But I mean, they got basically three workhorses on that line, so it's hard to not notice them. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that kind of role if you carve that kind of career out, and that's what your role is, and you can sustain that. I mean, look at Cedric Paquette. Right. I mean, there's, there's a place for that. 
So I don't know, man. Uh, you know, Rod said he's easy to root for. He really is. His 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 attitude just seeps through the screen because yep. we don't get to talk to him live. And attitudes at him are <laughs> contagious. <laughs> Uh, I didn't give him a star, but what'd you think of Dougie Hamilton tonight? Uh, I thought he was okay. I thought he was good. I, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's got three game point streak. Yeah. Um, he's got three assists in the last uh, assist in each of the last three games. I thought he was pretty good. Um, I mean, I wished he would have maybe carried the puck in a stride or two. With the chance he had <laughs> the first period. in the first period, instead yeah. of just teeing up a knuckle puck, you know, <laughs> with no, with you know, immediately, he had plenty of he had plenty of time. Me let that shot go uh, above the circles. Yeah, I don't know why he <laughs> had so much enthusiasm for that shot, but um, you know, otherwise, I thought he was pretty good. Yeah, I like. You know, I actually like Dougie's game tonight. About. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I thought uh you know the uh the the power play goal the first one the Trocheck goal that was uh that was vintage yeah. Dougie that was good patience and drifting to the middle not only creating the lane but also waiting for Trocheck and Stall uh mm-hmm. to give you the double net front presence and then Trocheck does what he does man. Uh dude's got a dozen goals. <laughs> yeah. Trocheck yeah, he's I, good and he's got a goal in the last 3 games. Yeah. Got uh, he loves so, scoring against his former team too, right? Against uh, Florida, he's got three he goals three. in uh, all, you know a goal in all three games against the Panthers. Um, so, uh, all right, let's uh, whip out your stars for me, and then we'll talk about some other things. Okay, I had Reimer, I think third star, right? Aho second, and I gave Lorenz the first star. Oh, no he, other, I could I could not give him the first star. <laughs> Very good, good for you. Uh, I did not. I did not go Stephen Lorenz, uh, but it would. I would have you. You. I'm not arguing it at all. I'm not arguing because again, it it makes all of us smile. Uh, I thought on the low. I thought Jordan Stahl was great tonight, um, and I gave him my third star. Um, he had two assists. He had assist on the empty netter, but he also won the draw, uh, and that was a working man's faceoff win. Uh, Jordan, St- I'm not sure he didn't dig a hole in the ice. You know, like, do you do you ever remember watching the, uh, you probably, you're too, way too young for this. It used to be something on TV called the Superstars or the Super mm-hmm. Teams. And what, uh, this is on ABC's Wide World of Sports back in the day. And they used to get, like, two teams that played in the Super Bowl, and they'd bring them to Hawaii. And they'd have, like, a team versus team competition on different athletic events. And they had a tug of war. And I remember like it was the Cowboys against the Steelers uh, and they're digging into the sand. And I, I think that's what Jordan Stahl did in the uh, winning that face off. Yeah. He got so low. Uh, who was it uh, like Camilo Vijegas used to read putts by yeah. essentially laying down on the ground almost. Yeah. He does this like <laughs> weird, like plank almost. Yes. So I thought, yeah. but I thought Stahl was great. Uh, he won sixty percent of his faceoffs. He went uh, fifteen and ten uh, on the dot. He led him in ice time, uh, and I thought he was just otherwise. He was to me. He was very noticeable all night long, uh, and I just thought he played great. I gave him my third star. I gave Reimer my second star, um, and I thought like it 
kind of was a low-key dominant performance, but I thought Sebastian Ajo was spectacular tonight. Um, it started yeah. off early, and I thought he's he ended the uh, – to me, he was the most most noticeable of all of Carolina's forwards. Uh, he could have had another goal. Rene made a great save. Looked like he got the, uh, the toe of his skate on it. Uh, but Ajo had some opportunities. He also made some good passes that weren't finished. Uh, but I liked Sebastian tonight. So they were my three stars. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I, I think, um, you know, I can appreciate Jordan Stahl, but I feel like you tend to give us two stars and one like indie band every every night. <laughs> like, you, you just go, you go like anti-establishment, like low-key. And I'm like, is that a star or is that just like a good player who had a good game? <laughs> he was my star. Okay, my star. Okay. I thought I, again. All I right. thought Jordan was was great tonight. No, he he, he was good. He was good. <laughs> uh, to assist, too. he was great until he sold out. Right. Yeah. That that's what the indie bands do. Right. <laughs> yeah. They're they're great until they uh, until they sell out. <laughs> All right. So uh, on the low, thinking about this past road trip, and we'll close on these two items because this is more about who they just played and who they're going to play. Like, so in this 10 games, you know, span, 10 games in 16 days, where they played five in seven days at home and then five uh, in eight days on the, after a day off, then five in eight days on the road. They went six, three, and one. That's okay. It's not awesome, but it's pretty good. But seven of those games were against Tampa and Florida. Right. Right. That's pretty, and the other, and one of the others was against Chicago, the other team that right now is a playoff team in the mm-hmm. division. That ain't bad. What they did, six three and one against that group. Now here's the no. next ten, uh, and this is not in order. It's in order of how many they play against each team. They got four with Columbus, three with Detroit, two with Nashville, and one with Florida. Like I don't know that I'd be as happy six three and one, but it'll you know I'll have to wait till see how they uh, how they come out. But that is an opportunity for Carolina in the next ten days, next ten games. Yeah. Well, I mean, I also think you have to take into consideration that there were a bunch of overtime games in that span. Yeah. That they managed to get the extra point in, and I think in years past. Like I, I talked about this in Stormwatch tonight. You go back and you look at all their overtime games this year, and there's only one where they didn't have a lead in it. And that was the first one against Tampa. And the reason for that is the only goal that was scored was right. scored in overtime. The other ones had all had blown leads of some capacity in uh, in their in their games, and they lost one of them. Obviously, they lost the one to Florida. And in the past, I think we would have gone back and said, "Man, had they just, you know, had they just gotten the game to overtime, right? They could have gotten a point, or had they just won, you know, three or four of those overtime games and secured that extra point." You know, maybe that's the difference between the playoffs and uh-huh. not the playoffs or, you know, a certain seed or whatever. And this year, they've gotten them all. Now, the difference this year is that every game is against your division. And so 
you're always giving a point to a team against whom you are directly competing. So it's a little bit different. But at the same time, it's like, well, there are two options when you go to overtime. You either get an extra point or you don't. <laughs> and so I think we got to be fairly happy. Oh, yeah. Considering who they've played a lot of these games against. And also the way the condensed schedule is. So, and also, you know, when we look, when we look at the next bunch of games or whatever it is, it's not like, to me, it's, you know, it, it'll also depend on how they've looked at that point. Right. Um, not necessarily just the results, but I mean, the results obviously matter, but um, yeah, I mean, I, like, I feel like, I feel like as the one, the other thing that tonight did was really kind of crystallize the competition that is Tampa and Florida. Yep. And um, so I'm, I'm pleased with where they are. I think they're still headed in a pretty good direction. I mean, if Ajo can, if this was a jumping off point for Ajo, that's a good sign. If it's a jumping off point for Dougie Hamilton, that's a good sign. You know, I still think Svechnikov doesn't, I mean, I still think he's, he's, he's on the right track. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a lot to be, a lot to be positive about. Yeah. And the, um, James Reimer was good tonight. Ned was great yesterday. And my guess, if I was a wagering man, I would say that we're going to see Peter Morazic on Thursday. Uh, and if we see Peter Morazic on Thursday, we'll, uh, I, I lied about, we'll close on that. We'll close on this and we'll try to keep this quick. Um, there's no question that Ndokovic has been better than Reimer of late. You know, Ned's last three starts, I believe he's made 91 saves on 95 shots at him. So he's got, he's two and one in that span, but, uh, that's pretty good. I don't know what that save percentage is, but it's good. Um, and Reimer has been okay, not great. But if Morazic's going to play 60% of the games left, uh, or maybe even a little bit higher, maybe he plays of the, um, you know, they're going to have, what, 20, uh, 30, whatever, however many games there are left. Uh, so if Reimer plays 60 to 65% of them, who would you feel more comfortable playing every, let's just say, every third game? Is that Ned or is that Reimer? I don't really know the answer to that. My my gut is that Reimer is better suited to that role than Ned, yeah. but I wouldn't be opposed to giving Ned the crack at being that guy. Uh, because he obviously gives you probably a higher end than Reimer does. But I actually think they'll probably end up figuring out a way to use all three at times. Um, but who knows? Rod uh, Rod really trusts the vets, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, at the moment, I don't really feel like there's a, a wrong answer necessarily, although it does seem like Nadelkovich has done better in a rhythm. And I think Reimer having been a backup or sort of in a part-time role type thing is better because the, the dynamic will be different 
for Reimer. I mean, he's been forced to play a lot uh, in the, once again, the condensed schedule. So I think once you get back to Morazic as your kind of 1A guy, then it might be a little bit easier for Reimer to be better. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how you, I don't know how you play. Cause I do think Ned has been better than Reimer yeah. recently. So, but I thought, I thought, I thought Reimer was good tonight. I mean, I did not think either of the goals were on him. I mean, I really didn't No. I mean, the, the one was a power play goal. I thought Brady Shea kind of got caught puck watching a little bit. Yeah. Either way, it's an odd man situation. Um, the second goal was luck. I mean, <laughs> it it was it was a flung puck from distance that hit a cane stick and deflected. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to say to the people who, you know, just get mad every time the goal a puck goes in the net. You know, because uh, I thought Reimer was basically as good as he could be. Look, he made some huge saves uh, end of the first period, into the second period. I thought he was great. He also made some big saves in the third. So I'm not, uh, look, I, I'm I'm not going to wave the flag to get rid of James Reimer. Uh, I also think that one of the things about Reimer that's so cool is, I mean, we talk about Steven Lorenz. You yeah. can say a lot of the same things about James Reimer. And the I, joke, I was just going to say, right? yeah, I was just going to say that same thing, man. That dude is salt of the earth. James Reimer. Yep. Like he's great to talk to. He's always in a good mood. He's uh you're right. He is uh he is he is James he is hopefully Stephen Lorenz in like a decade <laughs> or, or more. <laughs> Maybe more. I don't know how old he is either. Uh but I do I like James. So uh good for uh good for everybody yeah. and good for yeah. us because we get to go to sleep before midnight. And good for Rod Brindamore. Hey, Shouts to you for uh, drawing out a poo-pooing of the 60-minute game <laughs> cliche in the uh, pregame interview. And shouts also to Spicy Rod in the postgame yes. show who uh, poo-pooed the, uh, the notion of, like, uh, you know, that he was disappointed at all. He's, you know, he, he basically was like, the other team gets paid too. And, in fact, I think he said that in another interview he did somewhere along the line. Might have been his media availability, you know, this morning or something like that. But welcome to my world, Rod. <laughs> welcome to our world where uh, we actually appreciate the other team and what they do. I think Rod, we could, I'll sum it up this way. I think Rod's over it. <laughs> he He's over all of that stuff. He is, yeah. he is done. He is done with cliches. I'm yeah. A hundred percent. And he should be because most of them are dumb. They don't make sense. They're just things we say, you know, and these people, fans, I mean, apply these standards to athletes that they don't adhere to themselves. So, you know, whatever you do, you go play a 60 minute game, you know, the entire work day when you're at work, go a hundred percent, see how you do. <laughs> Right. Dominate the other, uh, the other. That's cubicle. right. Every single day, every single day, all the time, every game you play, every, every time you show up, you 100% all the time. Otherwise we're going to yell at you. <laughs> all right. On that note, you it's, know? it's now, uh, it's, it's now exactly midnight in the East. Perfect. It's time to go.
So it's time for me to turn off the Strongman Champions League that's still on Fox and find something else to watch for an hour so I can wind down. I'm hoping that the Olympic Channel will have some downhill skiing that I can get into. Ooh, ooh maybe some vintage peekaboo street. Oh, man, just give me some Lindsey Vaughn or Michaela Schifrin. I'm ooh, all yeah, about Michaela, it. Michaela Schifrin just crushes right now. She does. I hope you always stay for the ends because the ends are always odd. Anyway, the uh, Hurricanes pick up a 4-2 win. They're tied for first with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Of course, Tampa's got two games in hand, so they're not really tied for first with Tampa Bay. Uh, but they're right there. They can't fit, They can't be too far back of Tampa, and they're, uh, they're ahead of Florida by a, uh, by a point. Florida was idle tonight. Carolina will next play against Detroit on Thursday at PNC Arena. There will be fans in the stands. That's exciting. It really is. Uh, and uh, look, I hope you get a chance to go. Uh, so Hurricanes win it 4-2. Sebastian Ajo with a couple of goals. Jordan Stahl with a couple of assists. That's nice. And uh, the Hurricanes return home, and they are 15-6-1 on the season. The Canes Corner Podcast is brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina, aluminumcompany.com. Uh, Sammy Hanna and his crew do an amazing job, so check them out. For Alec, I'm Adam. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.